Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to hear from some of the best high school football coaches in the area. That's love. Come on. It's the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show. All right. Nice job, fellas. Presented by your local pick and save stores. Let's turn it over to Muskego Athletic Director Ryan McMillan. Don't let one play affect the next one. Just learn from it. And the fans high school insider, big time Mike McGivern. Welcome in. Welcome into the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Ryan McMillan, the Athletic Director at Muskego High School. Coach, how you been? Good. Level one in the books. Absolutely. You know, Coach, um, I I always talk about the Class Gate being the best conference in the state, and they, they showed well last night. Uh, undefeated six and zero. You yeah. can't uh, ask our, for anything. Well, than our that. first guest, we uh, we have this conversation. It seems like every year, right about this time. And I'm going to run down. Let me run down our show because we got coaches from all over, and we got guys that I think almost shocked the world. And we're going to talk to them as well. At, right. at uh, in about two minutes, we're going to talk to Steve Jones, head football coach at Kimberly. Ten fifteen, Brian Fletcher, head coach of Racine Horlick. 10.30, Rob Stoltz from Greendale. 10.40, Justin Frisky from Pewaukee. That was an upset last night. Yep. 10.45, Ron Frank. He is the eight-man football coach at Sevastopol. They got a good win last night. 11 o'clock, Dave Keel from Homestead. 11.15, Fritz Route from Arrowhead. Another sh- they just smashed him. Yeah, they, uh, they're they hot. woken up. They're hot. Uh, Greg Brasgill from uh, Lake Country Lutheran will join us. Uh, John D'Amato from Sussex Hamilton, head coach at McGuanago is going to join us. Head coach at Hartford is going to join us. Have not heard back from two guys, Pat Rice from Wanakee yet, and uh, Dan Hill from Rice Lake. But we'll figure that out as we go. So this is going to be just a moving kind of show. We are now joined by the head football coach, uh, defending state champion football coach Steve Jones. Coach, congratulations! Good win last night. Hey, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, you bet. Hey, Coach, this is a different, for the last couple of years, a different path that, that you guys have at Kimberly. Not the number one seed like you're used to, a different path having to get through this. As the number two seed, you played Chippewa Falls last night, and I think we both agree that Chippewa Falls is not your typical seven. They're better than, than some of the other sevens. You guys beat them 41-7. to seven. And now you get a chance to play the number three seed, Nina, with a chance to win that. If you win that game, to play the winner of the Bayport-Appleton-North game. Um, Coach, this this being a two seed, a little different for you guys where the path is, is a little bit more challenging. You feel pretty good about where you guys are at? Yeah, you know, it is a different journey. And, you know, throughout this, you know, run that we've had here, we've had a a lot of different uh, groupings that we've been in and different paths. And I think that's kind of what makes it fun is, you know, the, the journey that you're on. And, and I, I like where our kids are at right now. I thought we played really well last night. As you mentioned, I thought Chippewa Falls was, 
a pretty darn good seven uh, team, a seven seed. They were a little banged up throughout the year. They got healthy at the end, upset Hudson to get in. And um, I thought our kids came out and played uh, really physical, specifically on defense. So our kids were really flying around and uh, took them out of kind of their run game um, and forced them to pass a little bit more. And, um, you know, hopefully now we can head into, into Nina and, and uh, keep getting better each week. Coach, after that that first uh, first loss for a long time, you had had the record throughout the country for most wins. Uh, you lost to Fond du Lac. Was was there any amount of pressure that was taken off you in the program at all? You know, I, maybe a little bit, but I, I didn't really see a whole lot or feel a whole lot. You know, I told our kids after the game that we, we've never been about wins and losses. I know that that we get a lot of attention for our wins, but we don't. We we never made it about that in our program, and we weren't going to make it about it now just because we lost a game and. Um, we just went around uh, about our business and continue to focus on what we focus on in our program. And again, that's that's getting better and, and trying to be a better person and a better football player. And I thought our kids have done that throughout the year. Hey, um, Ryan, when when I asked him that question, I think people maybe roll their eyes or like, oh, whatever, you know, come on, they'd won so many in a row. But I I think there is. I think there's some pressure not only from you know from yourself. But from your program, from your school, from your community, almost to the point that people start just expecting you to win every game, and that's just not—it's not realistic. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, go ahead, Coach Jones. No, I was just going to say that that doesn't go away, though, Mike. <laughs> when you lose one game, it, that's still the expectation, you know. And, and if I think you allow yourself to get wrapped up in that, then then the joy of the process goes away real quick. Um, sorry to interrupt there, Matt. Go ahead. Oh, you're good. Coach, I just want to ask you about Nina. Is Nina a rematch game for you guys? It is, yep, yep. And, uh, you know, they're a very talented bunch. We we probably played our best game of the year against Nina um, week six. We came, you know, we came out and really played with a lot of uh, passion and enthusiasm. And uh, we, we played really well. But, you know, Nina's, Nina's a good football team and obviously, you know, a three seed. And um, they get a lot of guys back from last year. Is there anything special you guys go into when you have to face a team a second time? Because that always seems to be the challenges, and I've seen teams, even one seeds, face eight seeds that were rematches and, and have a 50-point swing and lose. Um, how do you approach that, Coach? Uh, great question. You, you go back and you know you, you study what they've done since, I think, um, and what adjustments they made since we've played, and then you know you go back and, and you look at you know what you did well against them and, and what maybe you could have capitalized because as you know, being a coach, you look back on film no matter how well you played or who you played. There's always the I wish I would have called this or I wish we would have done this a little bit different. And I'm sure they have the same the same thing. You know, I'm sure they wish that a lot of things would have went different the first round. And um, and then and then you got to kind of let that go. And I think that's a big focus for our kids. Is yeah, we played really well the first time, but that doesn't really matter now. <laughs> uh, you know, Nina's going to come in hungry, and we got to make sure we let that go. And move on to what we got to focus on, and that's playing our best football this week, the week that really matters. Yeah, you guys played them on September 21st, beat them 38 nothing. But like you said, you know they beat Hortonville, uh, lost to Fond du Lac, but then beat Oshkosh West and, and Green Bay Preble, and and uh, you know I think it's always it's always a challenge, as you guys know, and, and in the basketball world, if you beat a team, you know 38 nothing, you're starting to look past them a little bit, and come playoff time, you can't do that. And it's hard to get these kids to understand that. And if they come out slow and Nina starts feeling like, man, we're in this one. You know, we can play with these guys now. It, it just makes things really difficult. Coach, we, we always have this conversation about this conference over here. Um, <laughs> all six of those teams, the Classic 8, you know, they 
Uh, six of the nine teams went in the postseason, and all six of them won. That that uh, when you when you get a team like uh, you know Arrowhead that people had counted off for a while, they said uh, you know maybe they're not as good as uh, they used to be. All of a sudden they get hot and they go to Verona and beat them sixty three twenty one. Matt, it's hard to hard to disagree. It might be the best uh, conference in the state, don't you think? Well, one, one thing I, I never counted out Arrowhead. You never count no, out Arrowhead. That's so, for sure. Uh, you know, no matter how they start, it's about how you finish, and, and you're seeing that right now with them. And yeah, you know, there's no doubt about it, Mike. You know that that classic. You know, there's some really really good football, and that's that's evident here in the first round. And um, you know, and I'm never going to take it away from any anything from them. And you know, both conferences are, I think, you know. Two of the top ones in the state, and you can go back and forth. And I know it's fun to to, to banter back and forth, but I, got, I have nothing respect, you know, for for the football that's played down there. There's no doubt about it. You see, you see why he's got man, he's got a lot of class. <laughs> Steve Jones does right there. Great coach speak for him, Mike. You love that stuff. You know why? <laughs> that is, and I, in fact, in my promo, I said we're going to get a lot of coach speak this weekend. <laughs> man, you're our first guest brought it. He brought it. Now he'll text me when he gets off gets off the air. He'll text me and say, "Man, we're a way better conference than that." Uh, I would never do that, Mike. I know. Hey, coach. Good luck this week. Good luck. Uh, make a long run. I, you know, there's. There's a game, in, the, and we don't ever look ahead, but we work ahead as coaches. There's a game in the future that people are hoping that that gets to to, to happen. Uh, we won't talk about it, but you, you win a couple more, that thing's got a chance to happen. So good luck this week against Nina, and good luck against, if you get that one, against the winner of Bayport and Appleton North. I just hope that maybe I get to talk to you one or two more times. That means we're still playing. You know what? I, I, you know who I'd like to talk to? I, t- I always talk to uh, Hensler. And not having Hensler on this week, and I know he's probably listening, shaking his head, but I'd have him on every week. He yeah. thought I was his good luck charm. So, Coach, if you win, I'll call you next week. That sounds like a plan, guys. You have got a good it. day. Appreciate the coverage. Thank you. Take Steve care. Jones, head coach at Kimberly. Hey, uh, Mesquite got a good win last night. Great win. Yeah. Um, yeah, they got off. Uh, game started a little slow. I give uh, Milwaukee-Hamilton credit. You know, sometimes the teams don't come in and fight every time. They right. came in and fight. They had a great opening script, opening drive um, answer to uh, test us, and kudos to our, our D coaches. They were locked in. They made some adjustments. Our kid made some nice plays, a nice uh, interception, 90-yard return at the start of the game. But uh, I tip my hat to Milwaukee Hamilton. They had some nice players. They had a nice plan, and uh, Muskego did a good job adjusting. Tell you what, we and we're going to talk to Fritz. The Arrowhead thing surprised me. Um, the fact that Sun Prairie uh, struggled a little bit and got by Middleton forty-two thirty-six surprised me. Sussex Hamilton, I saw them up close and personal, Ryan. And we're going to talk to John Demato later in the show. They're good. That's that's a well coached, tough bunch of kids, yep. and they run some stuff that if you're if you don't see if you don't you don't have anybody in the conference that runs with that they run. Hard to get used to in five days. Hard to get ready for in five days. Right, and Madison Memorial's used to running around and being athletes and doing that whole thing, and they don't see anything like what Sussex Hamilton can bring to the table in that Big A conference. And there was a lot of publicity around, uh, you know, the Madison Memorial team. And yeah, um, I, I don't know. They've had some good squads over the past couple of years, but. Good for Coach uh, Coach Damato and the Sussex guys getting out there and playing a little Charger pride. Yeah, there's no doubt. And he's look, I I get a chance to to, to see John, and um, every once in a while when we do the the WFCA uh, combine, and then I was on the sidelines for the Thursday night game, and 
when they 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 beat Menominee Falls, and I watch them. They're tough up front. Their their quarterbacks making good decisions, and defensively they swarm to the ball, man. And I, I didn't know much about Madison Memorial, but I read about them. Right, and they had some. Good, I think Madison Memorial went in and kind of like you talked about. Those are you, conference champ. Right. It was a conference champ in the big eight. And there were two. We're playing a seven. So, you know what? Uh, man, can we beat Sun Prairie again? That's what they're thinking. Yeah. Well, guess what? Going home. Yep. You're going home. And Hamilton got it rolling, and, and we'll talk. Look, there's a number of those games. I was going to get all kinds of guys from all over the state, and then it's like I got to get uh, Fritz on. Right. Talk about Arrowhead. Yep. I got to get Tomato on. You know, I, I want to get Stoltz on because they had a good game against uh, Wisconsin Lutheran, and he always makes me laugh, so I want to get Stoltz on. He rips me more than most. So <laughs> let's get to a break. Brian Fletcher, head coach at Racine Horlick. Uh, Racine Horlick got a win last night against my alma mater. Why is it that Shore and Mesmer got beat again? Mesmer High. They're, they had a good year, but they're going home. Racine Horlick in a conference game, basically, playing Oak Creek at Oak Creek next week, and we'll talk to Coach Fletcher on the other side of the break. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show. Presented by your local pick-and-save stores. Level one of the playoffs in the books. Who's going home? Who's still playing? Well, this next guy's still playing. Head coach at Racine Horlick. I like Have you met Brian Fletcher? I have not met him. Man, no. you need to meet him. He, man, cares a ton about that community. Cares a ton about the program. Got great kids. He's doing a great job. Yeah, I saw a picture of his wife on Facebook. He outkicked his coverage by a mile, dude. <laughs> Head coach at Racine Horlick, Brian Fletcher. How are you, coach? Good morning, fellas. You're right on that one, coach. Yeah, I, you know what? There's no doubt, right? I mean, Absolutely. Yeah. She's, she's amazing. You're a good guy, but come on. Hey, um, really good win. I'm sorry that you had to take it to my uh, alma mater, Mesmer, like that last night. But you took care of your business. Now you get a chance to go play Oak Creek. Um, how do you feel about having to play a conference uh, team right away like that? Uh, you know, you always want to play outside of your conference, um, but you, it's inevitable. You kind of know with the way that the WIA does the pairings that you're going to end up with a conference opponent at some point. You know, uh, you guys played them on, on Friday, September 28th at home and lost to them 28-21. Yeah, I'm sure your boys feel like you owe them a little something. Yeah, that was a game that we, we kind of felt we, we let slip away. We had a 14-point lead in the third quarter and um, just had a couple of costly turnovers that they capitalized on it. Uh, it was, it, it was a, a very good game. Two well-matched teams. It should be a good game. Hey, Coach, um, you guys lost to Oak Creek and then Franklin uh, back-to-back, and then t- you've taken care of your business since, since then. Your kids playing at a pretty good level right now? They are. We've we still got a couple of guys that we've been trying to get healthy since about midseason. Uh, those high ankle sprains are, are tough to heal up, and it's kind of one of those things where it's a pain management thing. Uh, so, you know, we're as healthy as we're going to be. Hey, what uh, what does Oak Creek bring to the bring to the uh, the field that uh, that concerns you? Their uh, their their defense is physical uh, up front. They've got a defensive end that I, I really like a lot. Uh, their quarterback is a dynamic player. Uh, he's he hurts with his legs or with his arm. Uh, Quinn Stulo. 
So they're 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 a good football team, and you know we, our kids play conference opponents, so we're familiar with them. They're familiar with us, and we're looking forward to a good matchup. Um, as far as those kids, have they gotten uh, they gotten back to to the field? Are they are you more than uh, more than healthy than you were last time you played them? We are, yeah, we are. We had a couple of starters out last time. Uh, Jaden McNeil is averaging, I think he was averaging like 16 yards of carry for us this season. Um, and so he was—he did not play at all against Oak Creek. He's also a starting linebacker for us, so he's—he's he's back. Uh, and so he's—he's you know, he's not back to 100% yet, but he's getting healthier and healthier with every day that goes by. Coach, your conference got some wins last night. Indian Trail got a win. Uh, you guys got a win. Uh, Oak Creek and Franklin. Um, you feel pretty good about uh, about how your conference did in level one, correct? Correct. Yeah, I think uh, I think that that makes a statement that there's still some good football down here in the southeast corner. Yeah, I I agree. Um, Ryan, you you agree that conference it's a little bit top heavy, you know, when yeah. you've got Franklin Oak Creek and it's certainly Racine Horlick. Um, but man, when when you start with those three, there's there's some talented football players at those schools. Yeah, every one of those schools, top to bottom, I think it doesn't matter who you play in the Southeast Conference. They're going to bring somebody that you have to prepare for, and be aware of, and make sure you got adjustments for. Otherwise, they're going to get you. And, and Coach's squad is no different. He's got some special players. He had some really special players last year that I saw up close and personal down in uh, Orlick Field down there, and that was. Uh, it was not. It was fun to watch. We got to change the turf down at Horlick Field. How do we get that yeah. done, Fletcher? I don't know, man. I, I still got some cartilage out there in that grass somewhere. So <laughs> yes. I don't, I, I'm not so sure I want turf. <laughs> no, you want, man. With the, some of the athletes you have, yo, you want turf. That yeah, that, ki- that kid you had last year would have put up about a million yards if you had turf down there, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and we look at it. You, both teams play on the same field, so yeah, no doubt. Hey, uh, Brian, thanks a lot for your time. I appreciate it. Uh, good luck, you guys. Come up to Old Creek uh, on Friday night at seven o'clock. Uh, good luck with that one, and good luck the rest of the way. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You bet. That's Brian Fletcher, head football coach at Racine Horlick. You know, with with the addition of Indian Trail in that conference a couple of years ago, you know, Bradford and Tremper were always right up there with them. Mm-hmm. And now you put a third school in, and it starts getting a little bit diluted as far as the talent, and it makes it a little bit difficult uh, for all these guys to, to compete. Right. Yeah, no, it, uh, early on, Indian Trail, um, you know, was really, really good. Now they've kind of settled in, and now the city's kind of settled into the new boundaries and everything else that goes into that, and it pulls away from uh, from everybody. It's a great debate that's going on over in Sun Prairie right now about when they're going to build a second high school and, and the same conversation that you just said, do we want to dilute our talent pool or do we want to have the community have the best? And uh, the, the, they'll figure it out. I mean, they're working hard. The Southeast is working hard. It's still good football. I mean, you got, what? Four teams that advanced, and it's a potential for the Southeast to meet each other to go to state. I mean, if the teams win out, you Man. never know. Well, and look, if I was um, if I was Marquette, I, I, and nothing against Indian Trail or Horlick, I would have preferred to be on the bottom than have to hang out with with you boys at Muskego and you boys at Franklin. Yeah, uh, no, thank you for that. Nope. I would uh, I would prefer to stay away. Well, then Kettle Moraine and Maguana go as well. I know. Wow. <laughs> That's a good four right there. It's a really good four. Were you surprised at all about Kettle Moraine getting that win? I was not. Uh, no, because they got they got healthy uh, when we played them. It, it was a little lopsided, but they've gotten healthy. They've uh, they've they found their stride, and you know they got their. They were really really motivated to get that first uh, playoff victory in a long time over at Kettle Moraine because they they were really excited last year when they made it. 
Uh, and then they got beat right away, I think, by, by some prairie. But uh, knowing uh, Coach Gum, I think he had his guys uh, ready to go. And looks like they went down Janesville Creek, took care of business. And now they get a, a return trip to Warrior Country. And uh, it should be a good game Friday night. Hey, one of uh, one of the better games of the night last night. And, and again, some people might call it an upset. I've seen Hartford up, up close and personal. And uh, they look good on that Thursday night game that I saw them. They traveled. They were the sixth seed, traveled to West Bend East and got a Got to win thirty to twenty-two. We're joined by the head football coach at Hartford. Hey, John, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing, Mike? Good. Uh, congratulations. Really good win for you boys last night. Yeah, we uh, we really felt like we uh, had a complete game uh, this week, and uh, yeah, it was a good win for us. You know, the guy that was covering the game said that second quarter was a struggle for you, coach. Yeah, we uh, well, we came out on fire. We were able to score on three. Uh, possessions in a row, and uh, it kind of got uh, in a turnover trouble again a little bit and some penalties. But, you know, our kids had, uh, uh, we fought through it and had some resolve uh, for the game, and we, they weren't going to quit at all. Coach, when you went into the seeding meeting, were you surprised at at, uh, at getting the sixth seed? Um, no, we, you know, we were five and four. I think we were probably one of the better five and fours around. Um, you know, you you go into those meetings and, you know, it, it sometimes you, if you talk about, well, we lost that game or uh, because of turnovers, well, then somebody else is going to say they lost to you because of turnovers. So it's kind of, a, you got to be kind of careful what you say. Um, you know, I think you got to really respect records with teams and uh, West Bend East, you know, they were six and three. They certainly had a better record than us and they did beat us. So, right. I mean, it's really, um, you know, how do you really argue uh, yourself over that? Um, I think we're a good football program. I think, you know, we've been uh, three years in a row here in the playoffs. Um, and, uh, you know, you just you just hope that you get a decent seed, and, and the matchups are really where it's at. I was really happy with our matchup with East. I thought we uh, – um, I think we played well against them earlier in the year, and, again, we did have some mistakes in that game. Um, but they did beat us. So, But, uh, you know, it's like give yourself a chance to uh, redeem that and correct some of those things. Uh, and that's what happened on Friday. I think we were able to correct some of those things that we didn't do the first time we played them and uh, got it done this week. You're talking to John Reiter's head football coach at Hartford. You know, Ryan, you talked about that when you have to go play a team the second time. West Bend East did beat Hartford at the end of August 27-24, and then fast forward six, seven weeks, and, you know, they, they're on top 30-22. to Now they go play Slinger, who they beat, Twenty three thirteen on that Thursday night lights, and I know that Coach Redders talked to these kids about it because this just happened in West Bend East. Right. You know, hey, we beat Hartford, so we'll beat them again. And now you've got it. You've got to shy away from from saying, "Hey, look, we handled uh, Slinger a little bit." Twenty three thirteen, they did. They hate Slinger walks on the field, and they look like a college football team. Mm-hmm. And Hartford handled them. They had tougher kids that night, but you got to be able to see, okay, this is a whole different Slinger team. I'm sure John's already talking to them about that. Yeah, I don't think Coach has to say much because the Hartford Slinger communities Man. get each other attention, and there'll be a lot of uh, Oriole and Owl yeah. pl- pride out there on Friday yeah. night. They don't like each other. Look, you know what? <laughs> they ran one of the coolest. They they, they love each other because they raise a lot of money for cancer awareness, and, and it was a really cool event that they did. Mm-hmm. But when they when they put the helmet on, man, they, they there is no love lost between those two communities. Hey, Coach, you uh, you got to be excited about this one coming up on Friday. Oh, yeah, we do. Uh, you know, again, 
just uh, another opportunity to play uh, a great rival. It's always a great football game. Uh, it's always a physical football game, and uh, you know both our programs pride ourselves on uh, being able to bring it on Friday night. So again, we look forward to that. Yeah, they don't have to. They don't have to get on the bus too early. They just got to head over to Slinger, so it's not too much of a ride. John, congratulations. Um, well done. It was really nice to meet you in person a few weeks ago, and uh, good luck against Slinger. Yeah, thank you. Go Orioles. Go Orioles. John Redders, head coach at Hartford. Guys, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, Rob Stoltz, head coach at Greendale. They had a tough match last night with, with Wisconsin Lutheran, yeah. but they got the win. We'll talk to him on the other side of the break. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan. Oh, welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Ryan McMillan, the AD at Muskego. Remember that game you coached against Wisconsin Lutheran? I do. It just got done like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I do. Yep. <laughs> let, me, let me go through the Greendale-Wisconsin Lutheran game last night, fourth quarter. Wisconsin Lutheran scores, get up 27-21. Greendale comes back and scores, get up 28-27. They score again, get up 34-27. Wisconsin Lutheran comes back and scores, gets up 35-34. Greendale comes back. This is all in the fourth quarter. Scores on a 72-yard touchdown. Goes for two. They get it. They're up 42-35. And then get give up a safety. They must have did that right at the end. We'll figure that out. Head wow. coach at Greendale. Oh, he's got to be exhausted. Rob Stoltz, you getting too old for fourth quarters like that. Yeah, you're telling me, man. That was uh, <laughs> Thanks for helping me relive that all over again. Flashback. <laughs> man, that went back and forth. And, and look, uh, my co-host here, McMillan, he had a shootout with them. But the oh, yeah. fourth quarter, what was the final on that one? 89,000. 89, like Were you guys eight. playing eight-man back then? No, or what? no. 84-82. No. It, it was a good basketball game. There was not a Gatorade to be had. You sold everything in the concessions that night. Yes, sir. Yep. Hey, Coach, that's a good win, man. Wisconsin Lutheran, I'm telling you, that's a scary out when you get them in the playoffs. You're a two-seed. We had talked to Steve Jones about Chippewa Falls being a pretty good seven-seed. Well, Wisconsin Luther is a really good seven seed. Uh, really good. And, you know, as soon as the bracket or as soon as the, the groupings were released, you know, you can kind of eyeball things and you kind of figure that Wisconsin Luther is going to be the seven seed just by virtue of how their season wound up for them. But, but listen, they had, they endured a lot of injuries in the last part of the season there. Uh, and even last night, they didn't have all their guys back. Um, but the first time we played them, the score was not indicative of, of really what happened in that game. And uh, we were fortunate to get some turnovers at some key times in that, that first go-round. And um, we knew we had our work cut out for us. And the bottom line is, you know, in the playoffs, you let it all kind of on the table. And Wisconsin Lutheran coaching staff did a phenomenal job um, coming up with a game plan. And, um, you know, and it forced us offensively out of our game plan immediately and uh, then it comes down to, uh, more than anything, really matchups and making plays. And we were fortunate enough in the second half that uh, we got uh, some people in some positions and they made some plays and, and the kids played well. Hey, Ryan, you know, um, I know just a little bit about football would be dangerous, right? 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend something to Coach Stoltz, who is you know he's gonna be a Hall of Fame coach, all that. Yep. I would get Paul Tetz. Uh, I, I would throw him the ball a little bit more. Four four <laughs> receptions for 169 yards, 42.2 average, two touchdowns. It's a good night. Yeah, that that's a good night. If he didn't have a date for homecoming, he should have had one. Because <laughs> man. Hey, this, this your quarterback, eleven for eighteen for three eighty four and five touchdowns. Not a, not a bad night for that young man, Rob. Yeah, that's that's not you know it's not a bad night. And uh, based on what Wisconsin Lutheran is doing scheme wise, they kind of forced our hand in, into doing that type of thing. And uh, to be very honest, we just missed. We missed in the first half. We didn't miss as much in the second half. And that's really the the you know moral of the story. And. Um, our defensive kids were on the field an awful lot because we were, you know, we were scoring one play, two plays, and and long long distance plays, and then our defense is back on. And if you know anything about Wisconsin Lutheran, uh, they hang their hat on that split back veer now that they're out of shotgun for the last few years. But uh, it doesn't change the fact that what they do, they do really, really well. And just when you think you have something figured out, they play action you and and get behind your defense. And you know, uh, but again, our kids responded and made. Made enough plays when they had to, and uh, very fortunate to be talking about a win today. Hey, coach! Uh, last question, and then we have to get to the head coach at Pewaukee because they, man, they, unbelievable, huh? But, wow! You got to be. Know, but if you know, if you know Justin Frisky and the Pewaukee program and tradition that Pewaukee has, uh, I don't, you know, that's not a a huge surprise to, to those of us who know. No, and, and, and it's not, but it, it it's certainly for for your conference. You know, Eisenhower, you guys, Pewaukee, on your side of the woodland, got to feel really good about the success. Hey, what do you know about Plymouth? Plymouth's good. They're good. Hey, you're going to the second round of the playoffs. You're probably pretty good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we played Plymouth two years ago. We played them in 2013. Um, so we have some familiarity. Their coaching staff's largely the same. Ours is largely the same. Um, so, you know, I don't think there's – there's going to be a whole lot of sneak attack, but obviously they're busy game planning as we are right now and um, trying to come up with a game plan and then being being ready to adjust when need be and make adjustments, and that's the name of the game here. You got it. He's Rob Soltz, head football coach at Greendale. Got a nice win last night against a tough opponent, Wisconsin Lutheran, now at home against Plymouth coming up Friday night. The winner of that game will take on the winner of the New Berlin-Eisenhower grafting game. Rob, thanks a lot for a few minutes of your time. Uh, we, we're doing the whole Woodland thing this, uh, you know, this segment. So I'm going to get uh, reach out and talk to Justin coming up next, and and I'll let him know that you say congratulations. Awesome, thank you. you Mike. Thanks, Rob. Let's uh, let's get right to the head football coach, Pewaukee. Look, if you look at the brackets and you go, man, Pewaukee's a seven. They go to McFarland and beat him 22-21 in a game that I'm sure that Justin hasn't slept yet. Hey, uh, how you feeling today, Coach? I'm great, Mike. How are you? Good. Congratulations. What a good win for you, your staff, and your players. Really proud of our kids. Uh, you know, we, we've got a young team, and uh, we've grown up a lot over the course of the year, and I think we really saw how far along we've come last night battling back against a, a really good McFarland team in their home field. Well, and I, th- I think you were on hold, so you got a chance to hear Rob Stoltz say, look, nobody that knows Justin in that program is surprised by this. But guys, that's really nice to hear. I mean, uh, got a lot of respect for our coaches in our league. They all do a great job. You know, Rob's one of the best, and uh, to hear that makes us feel good. Yeah, well, you know, and what's nice is you guys got you guys got put up on on one side. They got put uh, down on the other, and and 
you know, now if if you get a chance to 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 get through, you play a tough Mount Horror Barneville team that uh, they just got by Berlin. They beat them seventeen fourteen. Have you had a chance to to watch any of that tape yet? Well, I've been trying to contact the Mount Horror coach to get the film exchange, but he hasn't responded yet. So we're still waiting patiently to get the film. But as soon as we get into it, it will. Uh, We'll take a look and see what happens. Ryan, you know anything about that program? Uh, I'm not overly surprised to hear those uh, those statements. <laughs> I mean, uh, Moan Horb does what Moan Horb does. Well, they, they've they got to do things right. So yep. uh, wait, I'll tell you this. I wouldn't tick off Frisky and the boys at Pewaukee. I just no. wouldn't. So if I were those guys, I'd return the call and uh, get the tape. I'm sure Justin's ready to give you the tapes from McFarland, and, and let's go to work. Hey, Coach, from, from the beginning of the year to now, uh, you've got to be really proud of, of, of the, these kids and, and, and the way they've responded to, to what you guys are teaching and coaching at Pewaukee. And, and uh, this is a young club that you have. They're, they're learning yeah, valuable lessons. Certainly. Uh, but, you know, I, that goes without saying. But I, I do want to say that, uh, you know, our senior class has really done a great job of rallying around each other and, and getting the younger guys uh, to really buy in as well, and we are young, but we were led by a couple of seniors last night in the, in the backfield with Mason Beattie and Josh Geisel, who Big really carried the load for us on offense. And Mason didn't have a great stat line in terms of the yardage, but the reason Josh got the yards he got was because of the work that Mason was doing blocking for him. And uh, those two guys really, I think, stepped their game up uh, a whole another level last night when our backs were against the wall and. You know, we, we rely on our seniors, even if we don't have a ton of them, to, to pave the way. And the younger guys rallied, and we made some plays, and it was great. It was really fun to watch those kids grow up. Don't you guys, as coaches, I love when 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 teams are led by seniors, and even if there's just a handful of them that say, hey, boys, we're not losing tonight. You know what, this will not be my last high school football game. And they go out and take care of business. Coach, I haven't looked at the box score. 22-21, did you guys score near the end? How did that play out? Uh, we, we, um, we have a six foot five freshman that's a really good basketball player that's been playing up with the varsity all year as a quarterback. And we liked our matchup against their corners because they play press man and they're not very tall. So we, we happened to get the ball down in the red zone late in the game, and we had to get a third down conversion, and we called, two, we called timeout called two plays in the huddle. We said, we're going we're gonna to run this for the first down, and as soon as we get the first down, we're going to throw the fade. And quarterback stepped back and tossed it up to our big fella, and he went up and grabbed it in the end zone. And so we were down by one, and with 19 seconds to go, we decided to go for two. Yeah. What did we have to lose? We're seven seed on the road. So uh, we, we called a play that had been working for us most of the night, and lo and behold, uh, we were able to get in. So great yeah. win for our kids. I'm looking at the box score now. Ryan, they're down fourteen nothing at the end of the first quarter, down twenty one seven at half, and come back, outscore uh, McFarland fifteen nothing in the second half. Nineteen seconds to go, they run, they they score, and they go for two. Uh, did you coach? Did you know? Is this something you do um, automatically at the end of the game? Have you made that decision? Look, we're going to go for two rather than go for the tie. I mean, I think every game plays out a little differently, Mike. Some years. I would tell you we would have kicked the extra point and played for overtime just based on how the game was going. Uh, but knowing McFarland, uh, they've got a really explosive offense. We've done a great job in the second half of keeping them in check. But their ability to hit an explosive at any time was kind of scary. 
And uh, we also had all the momentum, and I felt our guys were really starting to get into a rhythm on offense. And so at that point of the game, based on where we were at and kind of playing with house money as the season went along, just roll the dice and go for it. And honestly, the, the kids at that point believed so much in what we were doing at that time that we had no other choice but to go for two. I think the kids would have been disappointed if we had tried to kick because they really wanted to win the game right then. Man, that's awesome. Hey, uh, what a nice, uh, fun ride home from McFarland for you guys. Good luck this week against Monhorn and Barneville. I hope they reach out to you soon and get you that tape so you guys can get to work. Well, one way or another, we'll get our hands on it. I'll tell you that, Mike. Justin, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Good luck Friday. Appreciate all you guys do for high school football in the area, Mike. Thank you, Justin. I appreciate that, guys. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to change a little bit. We're going to give Ron Frank, head football coach at Sevastopol, they play eight-man football up in Door County, and uh, they got a really good win. And I had a chance to meet him a few weeks ago, and we're going to reach out and congratulate Ron Frank again from Sevastopol High School. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Uh, welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGiver, alongside my host. He's the athletic director at Muskego High School. Hey, Coach, uh, how much do you know about eight-man football? I don't know a lot, but I know this. It's good for the game of football because it, it allows kids to continue to play. It allows football to stay alive in small communities, rural places, where the community really can still rally around their Friday nights, even though the numbers might not be what they once were, or even a school trying to get a football program going, it gives them another option. Yeah, I agree. I met the Brett Favre of eight-man football. Oh. Head football coach Sevastopol, he's retired like six times. They keep bringing him back. <laughs> keep bringing him back. You know why they keep bringing him back? Because he's a really good coach. does a great job. Awesome. We're now joined by the head football coach at Sevastopol High School, and he is a good one, Ron Frank. Hey, Coach, how are you? Good win last night. Yes, it was. Hey, thanks for having me, Mike. Hey, uh, Ryan, let me tell you this. At the end of the first quarter, it was uh, 0-0 Sevastopol against Oakfield. 0-0, defensive battle. Sevastopol in the second quarter went on and put a 36 number up on him. Wow. He scored 36 points in the second quarter, ended up winning 48 nothing. And uh, was texting back and forth with, with Ron. He said, man, I'll tell you what, this is what he said. No score after the first quarter. We had three punts in a row. And uh, as they did, then we started hitting our read option, and our quarterback just went off. Hey, Ron, what a, what a great second quarter for you guys. Yeah, it really was. Uh, actually, that, that third time we punted, uh, we had we had the win, and we we hit it like a forty-two yarder, and it took a bad bounce on their sophomore return man, and he and he fumbled, and we got it at the thirty-eight, and I think we scored two plays later um, with that read option. Our senior quarterback Nathan Stenzel did a really job giving it or keeping it uh, when he was reading the defensive end, and uh, yeah, he like I said, he went off. He ran really well. Hey uh, Ryan, you remember back when you were coaching at at Oconomowoc, and and uh, when you got a chance to replace somebody. Uh, Sevastopol has one loss in the year, and they lost to Newman Catholic. And now they get a chance in the uh, sectional finals, basically sectional um, finals, to get to the state final. On one side, it's Luck, and it's uh, it's Northwood Holland Springs on one side. 
and Noon Catholic, the one seed who beat Gibraltar, um, now against Sevastopol, who beat Oakfield, they get a chance to to exercise some demons in this game. When I was up there, the and we talked about this. You know, WI now you can have mm-hmm. a state champion, mm-hmm. and Ron said, "Hey, look, I think the best team might be Newman Catholic because they beat us." But you know what? I'd sure like a shot to play them again. And I know my boys would like that shot too. Well, coach, be careful what you ask for. Here it is. Yeah, yeah, we got we got our wish. Uh, I was surprised at the score between Newman and Gibraltar. Um, you know, I think it was sixty-one to forty-six, and actually Gibraltar had cut it to one touchdown in the early fourth uh, fourth quarter. But uh, yeah, we got our wish, and we're going to Wausau Friday for a seven o'clock game, and we get to maybe, hopefully, hopefully. The kids are looking at it as a revenge game because they took it to us at Wausau in week three. So um, we should be we should be ready to go. Hey, coach, what's different between your team now and the last time you played uh, you played Newman? Well, last uh, in week three, we did not have our starting tailback senior Ethan Kroll. He uh, he had a torn labrum in his hip. He had surgery in June, so we didn't have him until week six or seven. And also the starting tailback at the time on that day in week three was Spencer Evenson, and he went out with a jams, jammed or separated shoulder on the first series. So we were we were running in plays with a sophomore and a freshman tailback. So I think we're probably full strength right now. That's the main difference. Well, the one kid that you talked about, who who's back, he's back now, the, the, the young man that I met when I was up there who had been injured, and uh, you said, look, when he gets back, he he makes a world of difference for us. He's a really good football player. He he that's the kid that we're talking about, correct? Yes. Yes. Good. That was cool. Man, yep. it's good to have him back. He plays both sides oh, yeah. of the ball. Both sides of the ball. He's a shutdown corner and a tailback. Love yep. to hear that. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. I right, man, eight man football at its best. Coach, you know I'm rooting for you guys against Newman Catholic. You know I'm a private school guy, but I'm still rooting for Sevastopol in this one. <laughs> Thank you. You bet. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Ron, thanks a lot for your time. It was really good to meet you a few weeks ago, and, and I look forward to seeing you in the future. Uh, good luck this week, and go get a win. Okay. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Mike. You Appreciate bet. it. Ron, Ron Frank, the head football coach at Sevastopol. We can get to a break. Try to reach out to Dave Keel, head football coach at Homestead. we got a busy second hour, man. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show, presented by your local Pick and Save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 